travelers and outdoors enthusiasts. I'm Jason, and you're here on the Days Travel Podcast. Joining us today is Tyler Priest. He is the interpreter and volunteer coordinator at Davis Mountain State Park. direct center between Texas, two national parks, those being Big Bend to the south, about a little over two hours to our south, and about two hours to our north is Guadalupe Mountains. Um, And what's interesting is that each of these three parks have uh, sky islands, and so a sky island is a cooler, higher, wetter mountain oasis that rises above the surrounding desert floor which is hotter and drier. And so uh, we provide this sort of this relief of cool temperatures, um, a little bit more, you know, abundant and diversity of, of wildlife um, and, and, you know, an important migratory stopping point for, for birds, butterflies, things like that. Um, and it's, it's a great, great place to spend, you know, some of the summer months. We're getting ready for, our coolest fourth festival here in the town of Fort Davis, where we, we sort of celebrate that we are the highest elevation town um, nice. in Texas. And therefore our summers are some of the coolest that you can find in, in the state. Um, so That's there'll be fireworks. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's people are shocked when I tell them, yeah, it got down into the fifties overnight low last night, you know, and it's, no it's way. June, you know, it's, I'm not kidding. I'm not it's, kidding. Um, it's like 90 over here. Or, or 90 plus <laughs> and where are you based? Uh, but when is this fest uh, i'm based in i'm based in dallas right now dallas texas right on. so cool. yeah so it's, it's really hot but like yeah. when is this event when is this festival it it's coming up it's on july 4th 5th and 6th uh thursday friday saturday and friday night is the big fireworks show so uh you know that that's when you know the like Fort Davis, the, the population, you know, probably quadruples, uh, for the, for the fireworks. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll get a lot, amazing. a lot of people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, so, uh, I did see something on the, um, the T the P the Texas.gov website. So I wanted to ask about this because, um, we campers and outdoor enthusiasts, they usually talk about campfires, right? And you guys are under a, a, a fire ban right now. How often is a fire ban and how do you guys like initiate the fire bans or how frequent is it? That's a good question. So that is a good heads up um, for visitors to know that we are pretty much under a continual burn ban. And okay. the reason for that is we answer to the county and we are in Jeff Davis County, which is a really big county. And so even though conditions here in our canyon, in Kesey Canyon, where our campgrounds are established, even though conditions might be safe, seemingly safe for a, for a campfire, uh, because our county is so big, we have vast grasslands to the south. Um, and the, you know, last year, a year ago, there, there are tra- there's a train train tracks um, that parallel Highway 90 that go through those grasslands, and it was enough. It was dry. It was much of a, a as much of a tinderbox that the friction from the trains crossing the tracks was throwing sparks and starting wildfires that would start to uh, blow up our direction. Oh wow! And and so we're in a pretty you know it can be a very volatile place for wildfire. In 2011, we had 
the Rock House fire that started in Marfa, Texas, 25 miles to our south, got to Fort Davis in about an hour's time. Um, and when it was all said and done, burned 300,000 acres, took out around 25 homes in Fort Davis. So it burned some, burned some of the, it, you know, burned up into the park here. And uh, thankfully, no, no major structures were lost, but uh, no lives were lost in any of that. But we do live with that constant sort of threat, and so it's it's a, gotcha. it's a fragile, yeah, it's a fragile kind of a high desert ecosystem with at times a lot of fuel, a lot of dry fuel on the ground. So uh, we try to be good neighbors in our in our county by following uh, the county's uh, directives for for fire. Okay. So. Okay. That's still, yeah, like I, I just um, interviewed a park ranger at Big Bend. They pretty much said the same thing as well. But I mean, they have a different county, obviously. Um, but yeah, um, thank you for that. Uh, so let's talk about vegetation because you mentioned flowers. And this year, it seems like a lot of the parks that have I spoke with, they have like a major wildflower uh, boom. Did you guys get any of that over there? We did. We did. Um, we our our cacti just bloomed beautifully our claret cups our prickly pear those are all kind of um uh, you know have just you know their window is of blooming has has passed but uh we still getting some other some other blooms our our bee brush which is just this intoxicating sweet fragrance and um our uh, our agaves our century plants have shot up their stalks and those stalks are are flowering just so so nicely right now so um our, yeah, you know, you'll see a lot of pollinators at work right now still in our park. We've had a really wet May and into June to where everything's really green right now. It's it's that usually doesn't happen until July into August. Um, so we're expecting some of our seasonal creeks to flow this summer, which is a, a kind of a rare thing. Um, and we we as far as our rainy season, we get. Typically, 75% of our rainfall is squeezed into uh, about three, three to four months, July, August, September, and into, into October. Hey there, Traveler. I hope you're learning a lot from this week's podcast. And if you'd like to support us, go check out www.daystravel.com and enjoy the rest of this episode. And so those I'm looking forward to a, a nice, wet, rainy season where everything greens up um, and we kind of you know, it sort of triggers a, a bit of a, can trigger a bit of a second bloom late in the summer. And uh, so but we've had some really nice wildflowers here, not quite as, as grand as Big Bend and, and some of their uh, their blue bonnet super bloom. But uh, but still just uh tons of beauty to to still be seen here in the davis mountains oh yeah so. you guys have some very beautiful views like just looking at you know your like again your instagram just makes you want to go try and hike there and just spend a weekend there um so how do you guys try to because this is a also a very big state park i would say it's like so how do you guys keep the clean and like borderline so you know obviously I, we were talking about earlier how this can be the gap of like more glamping people that goes out how do you keep that nature part clean and what's what's your system there yeah uh and, and by the way i'm glad that my 
Instagram strategy is working. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's all it's, you. <laughs> it's inspiring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's I'm mostly me behind the behind the curtain there. Um, and so, but yeah, uh, I, and, and most of that is I guess repost you know the photos that our visitors take uh, for the most part. Um, we got some great photographers. We're sort of a photographer destination. Um, but yeah, how do we keep our park clean? And it is a clean park, and people people make note of that all the time. And it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that we are a remote park. We're not near any big urban centers. We're three hours from El Paso. We are five and a half, six hours from San Antonio. Those would be like the nearest cities. Um, oh, wow. And so the people that want to make the journey out here are going to be the people that want to be here, that want, that love this place and that know how to take care of it and, uh, and respect it and appreciate it. Um, and so, um, we, you know, we still have, we'll occasionally, you know, pick up some trash on the trails, you know, usually it just, it's trash that, you know, blows away from the campground and gets away from campers, you know, and it's not always something that they're just intentionally, uh, throwing out. So that, that is, you know, something along the lines of education we try to do is, you know, just make, make sure your trash is secure. Um, but, uh, we don't, you know, we don't have we don't find the, too much litter, um, out here. And because, because of our visitor base is just, they get it, you know, uh, yeah. they, they, lo- they love this region and, and similar to big bend, you know, people that are going to make that long journey are going to be the people that, um, are going to be really, you know, that really love, uh, the outdoors and, and know how to care for, for the places they love. So we're really fortunate in that regard. Right. And then just so any like new people are thinking about venturing out and doing this, it's like we always practice the pack it in and pack it out um, statement, which is whatever you bring in, you try to bring out as well. just to keep the the trash and the the litter to a minimum. I would say that's like the best lesson for anyone that wants to try to, you know, just respect nature pretty much and try to keep it as clean as possible because we're trying to keep it. And for other viewers or for other visitors, so they can enjoy it as well. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, um, you know, there's nothing that ruins a, a really beautiful view, like a piece of trash, you know? And so, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, out here, I, you know, we encourage, you know, people to try to avoid single use products and plastics if they can, uh, cause those are the things that will end up on the trail, uh, water bottles and bottle caps and, uh, but even food wrappers, you know, animals don't know the difference between food and trash. There's no concept of trash for wildlife. But if they taste something that still has food on it, they'll assume that it's food. And so those, you know, wrappers and things can clog uh, their digestion and, and really starve the animal out. And uh, so sometimes we'll find scat with wrappers and things in it. And and, and that, that animal was lucky that it uh, was able to, to get that trash out of its body. But um, we do encourage especially, you know, uh, my junior, junior Rangers, uh, these are, these are kids six to 12 that come out and earn their junior Ranger badge here through, by doing some activities in a, around the park. Uh, I always encourage them, you know, help us pick up micro trash, you know, those little bits of trash that animals might, uh, eat that might, you know, uh, end like up in straws their, and stuff, you know, straws, right. Uh, little wrappers and, um, and those kind of things. So, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but by and large, you know, people love this place and, and help us, uh, take care of it. 
Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this part right here is mostly for if you have any programs or anything that you guys want to promote. I know we talked a lot about, actually, you mentioned a lot of them in, in the podcast itself, but if you have any other programs you want to promote, go ahead. Sure. You know, one of our biggest hits is our hike with a homeless dog. We have a partnership with a no-kill shelter in Fort Davis. They're called Grand Companions. Um, at Grand Companions is their, their Instagram handle. And every Thursday at 9, you can, uh, you can join us for a, a hike with a homeless dog. It helps these dogs socialize, learn to walk on a leash, um, and we'll go on a little hike. And uh, we'll have you know at least five or six dogs. And we'll kind of spread those around for the group to walk and kind of mix and match. And everybody gets a chance to walk a dog that wants to. That's a fun program. Um, depending on the park hosts that we have, uh, we've got a couple park hosts right now, Steve and Sue. They're awesome birders. And so they, they do a lot of birding and nature walks and programs. Um, I do some of my go-to programs. I do a survival hike. So we were out for a couple hours. We hike for about a mile and a half. And we go through survival scenarios, and I sort of test your survival instincts. So what would you do in this scenario, A, B, or C? Uh, and, and so that's always fun. And um, I throw I throw a Sky Island parties. So that just is a, a program where I talk about the uniqueness of the Davis Mountains as a Sky Island um, and how the island got here and uh, some of the different uh, unique plants and animals that are sort of stuck on the island. Um, and some of the other programs, I do a mindfulness walk, which really helps people kind of uh, you know, immerse into nature, de-stress, become more um, aware, aware of their surroundings and really engage with uh, the beauty, with the trees, with uh, the wildlife, the plants, and... Um, through through engaging the five senses, kind of forest bathing from the, the, the Japanese the Japanese tradition. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, that's the new program that I've just been starting. It's been really really positive uh, feedback. I talk about bears and the comeback, the return of bears to this region that's happening. Uh, that started in Big Bend and is moving more up our direction now. Uh, black bears, black bears, Mexican black bears, um, mm -hmm. and so they're definitely making a comeback. Uh, and uh, some other some other walks and talks we offer uh, local history and um, sort of a, a welcome to the Davis Mountains, kind of a getting a lay of the land. Uh, I do a critter cam games program where I've gotten some really good, fun, surprising photos from our, tra our trail cameras of the wildlife. And I've turned it into a game where a picture will slowly pixelate, slowly appear. And the people uh, try to guess what that animal is first. And, um, and there's some surprising animals out here that some people have never even heard of before, like the ringtail, which is this elusive uh, relative of the raccoon that can climb you know, vertical rock walls and is more carnivorous uh, and eats rodents and things. And it's, uh, it's a really cool animal that a lot of people don't get to see because it only really comes out at night. And... Okay. Uh, so, so I get to highlight a lot of the wildlife through that program that, you know, people might not get to see just hiking around out here. Um, you did ask about mountain lions and we certainly have mountain lions that move through the park. Uh, their, their territories are really big, much bigger than our 2,700 acres. Um, but we have had in the past year, um, 
more than a handful of sightings. And it's, it's exciting that, you know, and typically these, these big, these big cats will run at the first sight of human, but we do encourage folks to keep their kids nearby, especially their pets on a, on a short six foot leash. Um, because those can be, uh, those can, you know, kind of arouse the curiosity of some of these, some of these mountain right. lions. So we, we, we want to stay safe there. We haven't, we've never had any incidents here, uh, with mountain okay. lions. Um, and so black bears have, it's been decades since we've actually had a black bear pass through the park, but we know that they're in the area. Um, they're a little bit, usually more higher up in the elevations, but they're on the move right now. Uh, unfortunately in the past, uh, two weeks to three weeks, we've had two black bears that have been killed on the road. Um, Oh, wow. and, And one of those was about 10 miles from the park. And I was actually arrived on the scene of that, uh, uh, where that black bear had been killed and helped move it off of the road, uh, and called the game warden. And, uh, it was a young adolescent male, which is mostly what we have out here. We're not sure. We may have we may have some a breeding population. We may have a female in the area, but that's not been confirmed by our wildlife division yet. Uh, but what it is confirming is that there are more bears than what we thought there were out here right now. So, uh, so they are making a comeback. But I, I talk I, I do so I do a bear program where I talk about that. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Baby Channel Podcast. I also want to give a huge thank you to all my supporting contributors out there. This podcast and my other content at www.bigtel.com wouldn't be possible without you. So keep supporting me.